morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are. Welcome to In A Nutshell, a podcast focused on innovation, entrepreneurship, and of course, bringing about change. I'm Akshay Sareen, your host for the first series where we explore social entrepreneurship. In A Nutshell, of course, a podcast by First Main in collaboration with Blessed By. Our guest for today, Mansi Shah Thard, who is the co-founder of Lahe Lahe, and we're going to explore the role of communities, collaborations, and partnerships in a social entrepreneur's journey with her. Mansi, Vanakam, Vanakam. Vanakam. So, I've actually been to Lahe Lahe a couple of times, and I thought it was a super cool concept. And um, I'm actually quite excited to speak with you because I think it's a super cool concept and especially the world we live in today where everything is so digital. Um, what you're doing is really um, kind of what the world needs, like physical interaction, knowledge sessions, community building. So before I kind of share everything that Lahe Lahe is doing, it might be better if, um, in your words, if you could tell us a little bit about Lahe Lahe and also the name, the name's really cool. So yeah, over to you. Thank you so much. The origin of Lahe Lahe is from Assam. It's an Assamese phrase meaning slowly, slowly. In, in Assam, it is actually used in a very negative manner that, you know, sab kuch cheez hamesha lahe lahe hota hai. It takes its own sweet time. But here we've tried to have a positive spin-off to it that we actually need to slow down to create more. Hmm. All of us are leaving such fast-paced lives that we really don't actually slow down and just be and create more and you need to slow down to create more that is what is the essence of the space nice and what about people who are already slow do they need to speed up <laughs> that totally because to be totally honest even though our name is Lahe Lahe, i think we are one of the fastest growing art expression space in bangalore and what was the social problem that you kind of identified that you're responding to so to be totally honest the the initiative or the idea was my husband's he's the co-founder of lahe lahe the other half mm-hmm. uh, and he he has been into real estate or he was into real estate since the last 15 years before lahe lahe opened mm-hmm. and uh, he thought that's a very thankless profession because wherever you go, you just end up getting complaints from people, even though the house has been designed uh, in such a beautiful manner that you get natural sunlight and a lot of natural elements in it. But still, you know, small, small things like, yeah, for every little problem, the builder is always at stake. It's not a very well accepted uh, tribe. So he was, he just wanted to, uh, he himself felt that uh, you are at your best when you are, you're creative. Mm-hmm. So we really, he wanted to start something related to arts, but he being a businessman, he, he never uh, like, it was, so he is more into building up ideas. Execution is where I came in, where mm. I am from a communication background. Okay. So events and generally, I'm also very much into theater. I was into theater even before. So kind of that interest merged. So I mm. took the execution part of it and he was the one who initiated it. And that is how it, it got developed. Mm. Interesting. So you guys kind of merged both your talents together. And yes. How long has Lahe Lahe been operational? Four years uh, in April. So we started in April 2016. Wow, that's quite a long uh, time for a, a space to be active. So congratulations. 
because I've, I've been involved in this industry or oh, I was involved in this industry for many years and I know how tough it is to kind of be to stay relevant for so long so great job you guys have done so in these four years that you've been around how do you think you've added value to uh, your domain I think the biggest value that we we add to the domain is first of all authenticity mm-hmm. and second of all positive vibes that we're very very I mean, people can just come here and for them, the, the space, the authenticity speaks for itself. It's not like a marketing proposition that we give. Uh, it, it's something that people have felt over the period of time and the, the word of mouth always spreads. Right. So we've, we've not, we've spent very, very, I can say very minuscule amount of money on promoting or marketing ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we were actually uh, starting off Lahe Lahe, I remember that uh, we wanted to get a PR partner on board yeah. and uh, uh, we did interviewed few people as well yeah. but uh, somehow we didn't have the economic wherewithal for it mm. so at that point of time we thought that let's just start it yeah we'll see where it goes yeah. but but in in the last four years we've, we've never felt that we require any other PR partner because okay there is there is uh, the fact that I myself am from a corporate communication background so that helps that's just okay. one bit of it but then apart from that uh, to be totally honest even I have not used my hundred percent skills in communication or marketing or PR for Lahe Lahe it's just the brand speaks for itself the people mm-hmm. speak for themselves the people who come here mm-hmm. so that is the biggest value proposition that we have that the people who come here are evangelist yeah and that's how it should be because yeah. you're creating an experience that people want to talk about and share and uh, I mean I'm just asking all the unexciting stuff first so yeah. what's your economic model like ours is a is a self-funded space mm-hmm. uh, so and it's a not-for-profit Okay. So whatever money that we make, it is just to sustain ourselves. Right. Uh, the fact that the other co-founder was into real estate before, so mm-hmm. so that makes it easier for us that we right. have a space where currently we don't need to pay rent. Nice. So are you uh, a section eight? Are you a trust? Are you society? What's the- it's a trust. Lahilai Foundation is a trust. Okay. Cool. Nice. So, what's your vision for for Lahe Lahe? Gosh, we don't. I don't think so. So, so, so much in advance in in future. Okay. So it's to have but, fun every day. Uh, yeah, but uh, but let me see. Uh, let me put it this way: that uh, as of now, when when uh, uh, Corona virus struck and when we decided to close down events, the physical mm-hmm. events at Lahe Lahe, mm-hmm. that time we were not sure how long this will last. So for about a week, we just took a breather because you know we have almost 40 events happening every week right. we had before yeah, yeah. Uh, before march yeah. and uh, so, so for one week for me as well as my my community managers it was just a welcome break where we didn't get any calls for uh, events or marketing support or promotional support or whatever yeah. so we just took a breather for a week but then mm. later on we realized that this is going to stay so we have to start online okay and that is when we had like just one day before our fourth anniversary that is uh, on first april it was our fourth anniversary and on 31st march we had our first music jam online mm-hmm. and now for us this is going to stay yeah i mean even let's say six months down the line or let's say even a scenario one year down the line are we allowed to do physical events or we reach a stage where people are people find it safe enough to do physical events 
Mm-hmm. But uh, we have realized that this this has given such a big platform for us. A lot of people, many a times when it, they used to see interesting expressions happening at Lai Lai, they would always, you know, why don't you open a branch here, or uh, why don't you do something like a webinar option where people can watch it. And that time we just shrugged it off, saying that we really have our hands full, and it like, and we didn't give it much thought. Mm-hmm. But now uh, the the world is a platform, and uh, and we, we we're using uh, the online medium as well. Mm-hmm. And though it's it feels like starting from scratch, at least it felt like that in in April. Yeah. But uh, from April till now, we've 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 come along a long way, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure it's going to get even better from here. So when once even when we start the physical uh, online is 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 here to stay. That is as far as uh, events are concerned. So when you think of social entrepreneurship, this picture always comes up to my mind of uh, David and Goliath, and you know, like from ancient scriptures. And social entrepreneur being David and Goliath being like the large multinational corporations. So, how do social entrepreneurs like yourself uh, collaborate and partner with large companies? Do you do that? Do you have any examples you can share? To be totally honest, it's it's difficult. Hmm. Uh, there are very very few examples. Though we tried uh, two years back with you know going out with a corporate model that pro- providing lahe lahe to the corporates. Oh, nice. But uh, again, the skill set. Or the pers- personality vibe that we have, both Nikhil and I, is 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 quite different. Like, so you you really require a different. You cannot get into any everything. Mm-hmm. Is what I say. So you you need to know your strengths and you need to work around accordingly. For me, I worked in corporates for about ten years, so I understand how it works there. But most of it has come through a pull marketing, not a push marketing. Okay, so you're whatever, talking all the hot, the the hot hipster terms, pull marketing. Yeah. So the thing is that a couple of times that we have tried reaching out to people, it has not mm-hmm. worked. Right. There have been cases because obviously because of word of mouth, mm-hmm. uh, we got inquiries and that has converted. Right. Because those were they have come from them, so they had a requirement and they reached out to us. Mm-hmm. So those have converted, and even there, it is not like for me as an individual. If you just talk about myself, okay, monetary wise. They they really given a lot of uh, economic flow, mm-hmm. but uh, at the end of the day, the satisfaction that I as an individual get after a successful event and you you seeing the actual gratitude or the actual result coming from people who come to your space and enjoy it is very different from what you get after a corporate performance, True. because there it's it's. The energy is different. The vibe is different. The needs are different because mm-hmm. here it's not the people themselves who are paying for it. It may not work every time because uh, because the employees have not paid for it, so they they mm-hmm. may not be interested in it. We've not got the model perfectly right with with big partners, but mm-hmm. most of the pull these things has worked. But um, on a satisfaction level, it has been average. For me personally, I like what you touched upon in terms of a couple of things. One was from your point of view as a curator and creator of this concept and space, the the emotion and gratitude that people share with you when they actually value something. And um, so that kind of brings me to the the question or thought on like what kind of so if I would if you were to describe the lahe lahe community to me or like describe 
a person who goes to lahe lahe what can a person with this be so when we started lahe lahe we didn't have any target audience in mind but generally the kind of people who who have turned up at lahe lahe are are on an average between let's say 20 to to 35 years of uh, age most of them not married some of them married but uh, but are equally passionate about their passions in life uh, some of them like there are very few of them who might have kids but most of them don't have kids so they have the time and energy to actually grow or nurture their interests in life mm-hmm. having said that i don't mean to say that there are there are minuscule of them maybe a tiny 5% to 10% of them maybe people like myself like i am a mother i'm 40 year old besides the fact that uh, i have a full fledged enterprise that i take care of but with in the last uh, not exactly 4 years but in the last 2 to 1 1/2 years i have found the bandwidth to actually also nurture my own talent in theater so it is not that what i mean to say is it's not that people who are parents cannot do it but generally it's it's it becomes a little difficult because of their other priorities in life the fact that obviously i work out of here every day that makes it easier to to nurture my passion and most of these people almost 70% of them are people who who stay on their own Mm-hmm. so for them it becomes their second home i i see so many people who come and say that you know bangalore for me was very difficult before i i i learned about lahela or have experienced lahela mm-hmm. because uh, they are from other cities and for them to make friends in a new city at this age becomes difficult most okay. of us mm-hmm. they've met their community here they've met their friends here some of them have also met their partners here Mm. and eventually got married so so that way it gives it a lot of community feeling almost like a home away from home yeah it's like so back to what we were saying earlier you're filling that gap of the community center that people used to have back in the day and now because of our isolated lives we don't really have that place where we get together and have like a place in between office and home so that's exactly what exactly. you get um so what are some of the risks and challenges that you faced in doing this risks and challenges like something like this which has happened now yeah. uh, as you rightly said when you uh, when you came to lahela you felt you felt really warm about a space which is yeah. in this digital space uh, or digital world where people can actually talk to each other and and sing and share their poetry or act or learn how to act and stuff like that or dance mm-hmm. so the fact that now all of this is only possible digital yeah. it it just flips it to a 180 degree or even a 360 degree i can say because it's it's almost impossible to to create the same vibe which which we have at lahelahe over a laptop or a phone screen so so that's the challenge which we're facing but again as i said we even growing there so we 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 trying to curate our programs in such a manner that uh, you know despite it being a digital space because that's the only platform that we have right now there is no other option so the 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 biggest reason why we also started was that there were few people from the music jam and the poetry community which meets every week at lahe lahe they were getting uh, like really really solid i can say monday blues kind of a thing like it's so difficult how can we stay away from lahe lahe whatever and that is why like, let's should start like, let's start so 
the first that we started was poetry and second was music jam and that when we started it was a free of cost thing because obviously it's a difficult time so everybody can't pay some of them may be out of jobs or they might they might have found salary cards and stuff like that mm-hmm. so for the first month obviously those events were something which which we could do but then there were other events which we had to plan in which we had to reduce our cost to make it more cost effective for a place like that so mm-hmm. that's a big challenge how to first of all work around the 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 fact that we have moved to a platform which generally is something which actually like and it's distracting if you're in lahe lahe and attending a theater performance then you're just attending that you're not attending to your phone but if you're at home and watching a theater performance online you you have your other distractions you have your phones you have your family coming and disturbing you so it's not going to be the same so that's a challenge working around the cost is a challenge working around which technological aspect to use because right now we're using zoom because we tried different technological platforms because we were not comfortable with using zoom first mm-hmm. but uh, but that was a challenge nothing uh, like the kind of events which are possible because everybody wants to see each other plus there are technological la- lags mm-hmm. in other uh, platforms so as of now though we're not very happy about using it but we're yes. using it because there is no other alternative so that's a challenge which we are which we're facing hmm. nice. great that sounds i think um, that was pretty informative do you have any sage words of advice to people listening on do's and don'ts as in uh, if you're talking about it from a social entrepreneurship or any kind of entrepreneurship is concerned mm-hmm. i think the biggest advice that i would give anybody is that you need to be tenacious about your work or your mm-hmm. passion mm-hmm. there will be day, there will be challenges there will be days when you'll feel that nothing makes sense like mm-hmm. i have had in the last four years i have had moments i felt why am i doing this yeah. because to be totally honest the monetary proposition is not not that great it's 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 a so it's a not for profit so we're not making like though though it appears as if we're doing we are doing 40 we were doing 40 events a week mm-hmm. but uh, the kind of pricing model that we follow it's not lucrative so when you cho- choose or when you decide on a social entrepreneurship kind of a platform mm-hmm. i think the biggest biggest takeaway is that you don't do it for the money you do it for for the work or the the passion that you believe in it can be anything it can be a zero waste lifestyle kind of a model or what you follow like from your uh, enterprise you're bringing uh, you know different artists together and selling off uh, selling their work so you're providing a platform for them to sell their products which is mm-hmm. which is an awesome thing that you do mm-hmm. so you believe in in that particular passion and you you that needs to drive so money will come i'm not saying money will not come but that that does so there will be challenges not only in terms of money in terms of human resource in terms of generally client uh, behavior but if you really really believe in it i think that that tenacity needs to stay that's a big thing and rest just takes care of itself just be at it and there are so many people who have started their workshops here or who have started performing here 99% of the times whenever they've come if i have always told them let's try it out mm-hmm. very low like maybe something which may not have like we we don't do 
political events or religious events. That's a two big no's. Other than that, anything that you want to do in the expression space, in the creative space, uh, we are here. So that helps. And uh, one another advice I give them is that you need to be tenacious or, and regular at it because it's very easy to get de- demotivated sometimes. Like I remember the first months when we started Lahe Lahe, there may be five people in the audience for, for a great musical event. And uh, still, uh, we've carried on. Like, I remember one particular event where, where there were three three performers and just two people, paid people who, who had come to attend the performance. Rest, there were three more people who were also my own people, like from the Lai Lai community. So it's 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 very demotivating sometimes because and when you especially when you really, really feel that those were really good classical singers. Mm-hmm. But but at that time there was no audience for it. And the same team which has performed two years down the line, there were 30 people in the audience. Three years down the line, there may be 50 people on the audience. Sometimes it may also happen that after having a, a, a performance of 50 people, the next performance, there might be 20 people. But you yeah. you need to, the show must go on. You cannot just feel demotivated by it and, and, and stop. That's the only big suggestion that I would like to give. Thank you and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Good luck to you as well. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Social Entrepreneurship in a Nutshell. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates on new episodes. If you wish to get in touch with any of our speakers, just drop us a message and we'll get back to you. See you soon.